It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. Oh, everybody, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here with me and that you're tuning in to learn more about just self-care, mental health, codependency, and how to just be the best version of you. And if you are new here, we talk about all those things that I just said, and we try to educate and we try to be really chill about things. So I've been taking it pretty slow. I'm slowing down even more. And I'm really considering November and December just hibernation. And the last two days I've been considering maybe I'll make January and February hibernation as well. And that just means to me I'm going to be going super slow and attempt to not get as caught up in deadlines and creating more work for myself. So I've simplified how I'm doing my work and what I'm offering and keeping that, um, you know, just so that it won't have a lot of back-end work for me to do. And I'm just going to do a lot of self-care and hopefully a lot of hanging out with friends, but also a lot of energy work and a lot of lazing about. And when I say lazing about, what I really mean is um, healing but that could also look like lazing about, and I'm okay with that. So that's what I am up to and how I am doing self-care. And if you are contemplating hibernating a little bit more this winter, I would love to hear from you what that looks like for you. Because I think it looks different for everybody. And it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I can hibernate this much and not cause myself to go into a panic. Hmm. So today, today we're doing a little tongue in cheek. We're doing a little bit of humor. We're doing a little bit of sarcasm because today I'm going to talk about how to make a a person codependent. Like if you wanted to specifically going about creating a codependent person, these are the things you would do. And I just had a big brainstorm and wrote out a bunch of things And some of them sound pretty similar to each other with some nuance, so know that. It's an imperfect list. It's an incomplete list. So as you're listening to it, if you think of more things, I would love to hear them and add them to the list. And also, if you relate to any of them, I would love to hear from you. So there are 15 of them, and of course, you know, I can't just read a list. I'll probably talk about each of them a little bit more. So let's get started. The first one on how to make a person codependent is to ask them to do things for you that you should really do for yourself. And it's kind of mind boggling how many people just assume they can't do things and they're like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't know how to do that. It scares me. I don't want to figure it out. I'm not responsible for that. So you know what? I'm just going to keep expecting and asking other people to do it for me. Um, Number two, convince other people that you are absolutely helpless 
and just uh, whine and be in a victim mode and and don't allow yourself to have any power and definitely make other people think that you don't know how to do things and this is going to help them continue to do things for you. So definitely, definitely convince everybody around you that you are helpless. And then number three, pretend to understand. And what I mean by this is that when someone is like trying to teach you something so that you can better yourself as a person or just like trying to teach you something like a task about how to do a chore or how to do something at work, um, pretend to understand it and then don't do it that way. And that's going to reinforce um, that you don't know how to do things and that you're helpless. So it's kind of like it's a way to reinforce number two. And then number four is pretty similar. Have no intention of following through. And so that's, um, again, these three were all thought of at a similar time. So they're kind of all together, but have no intention of following through. And so when, and this is almost more about the other person wasting their time. And so just keep having no intention of following through on what they're teaching you, or if they're giving you an appointment somewhere, or it, like doing something to help you, just continue to have no intention of following through or even trying. And then number five is to keep making that person more and more codependent. Tell your helper, the person who's trying to help you, convincing reasons why you couldn't follow through or why you couldn't go. So let's say that they were trying to give you a leg up and they're like, wow, this guy really needs a job. And so I'm going to like get him an interview at this place that I know. And then just don't show up and it's going to drive them crazy. But then you're going to have all these really great reasons about why you couldn't go. Like it could be this like disastrous experience of like three or four different things. And oh God, your alarm didn't go off because you couldn't pay the electric bill because so-and-so screwed you over at your last job and so-and-so wasn't helping out with the electric bill. And it could just be on and on and on, all these different things about why um, why you couldn't get to this appointment or whatever the thing is this person is trying to help you with. But make sure that you have convincing reasons that um, are always somebody else's fault. That's another asterisk part of that. Um just they're always somebody else's fault. So number, what number am I on? Number six. I, wow, I'm already on number six. Blow up and leave your emotions hanging around in the air. So when you have a big emotion and you don't know what to do with it, you don't have to deal with that emotion. You don't have to pay attention to it. You can just shove it down. And the greatest way to shove emotions down is to pretend that all the emotions are actually anger. So rather than feeling shame or guilt or embarrassment or um, feeling singled out, like being caught in something, just blow up, blow up and then leave all your emotions everywhere and then don't do anything to um, resolve those emotions. Don't do that. Just leave them hanging in the air and then the other people will deal with them and you won't have to deal with it. So that's a great way to make a person codependent. Never ever engage in apologizing. Good God, don't do that. Um, never make amends. Never like reach out to um, 
to correct the behavior in a serious way. I mean, there's there's an asterisk on that one, and I think we'll come back to it later. Um, so there's a little bit of a nuance with that one. But do not apologize for leaving your messy emotions around at home or at work. Uh, just a quick pause for a drink of water. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm being funny because I told you that. But also, I mean, you're smart. You would know that I would not want someone to be this way. But okay, emotions are messy. And you know that I teach a lot about how to ha actually handle your emotions so that you, you're not acting like the person I just described. And um, I really enjoy helping people understand their emotions and have guidance through the choices in their life. And so that's why one of the things that I have started doing is called conversations with your soul where i connect into your soul and then give you the guidance that your soul is relaying to me that it your soul wants you to have and i've been doing this for a little over a month now and several people have purchased them and had um, really great experiences from it and i just want to read you one of the the responses that i got from somebody when they received their audio recording of this. So what happens is I sit down with a piece of paper and I tune in and connect in and I um, have the conversation with your soul and I take notes and then I mail that off to the person. And then I also make a recording of uh, just me talking about what happened because the notes don't really convey everything. Sometimes they're like, my own chicken scratch. And so then you get an audio recording of me explaining to you uh, what happened. And so this is a response from one of the women who, who purchased it. Hello, I received your note a couple days ago and had totally forgotten that a recording was part of the package. The note was very cool, but your recording was so detailed and had such beautiful imagery. Maybe because I spend so many hours listening to your voice on your podcast, but your way of weaving this storytelling experience with my soul was so incredibly moving. I can't wait to listen to it again. I am really beginning to feel my power and light, and I am so grateful for you helping me to shine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then she has like the little emoji a little kissy emoji. And this is from a person that I've worked with in private coaching and they've attended some retreats and done some online things and I don't even know. Um, so they've done several things with me and are still having good experiences with me. And that's the kind of response that I'm getting from everybody who's done a conversation with your soul. And if that's something you're interested in, the link is in the show notes. Um, it's actually not on my website but it is on, it's, it's going to be in the show notes here. So you can check that out. And then also um, every holiday season, I offer the Codependence Holiday Planner. And I want you guys to have the option to be less codependent for the holidays. And that's what this workbook is all about. Um, as of the recording of this, it's actually not available yet. There's a couple backend things that need to happen, but I'm sure by like hmm, 
Friday, November 4th, or Monday, November 7th, one of those days, somewhere in there. In the next few days, it'll be done and up and ready, and then I'll make sure it's in the show notes, and I'll make sure that it's on the link in my bio and my Instagram. And of course, if you're on my email list, the link to it will be in my email list um, so that you guys can access that as well. And I just wanted you to know what you can do to help yourself um, get guidance in the future with the conversations with your soul and what you can do to learn practical steps to not engage in as much codependent behavior with your family, who are often huge triggers for us around the holiday season. Okay, let's go back to our list of how to make a person codependent. <laughs> okay, so number seven is leave people guessing on what you're thinking and feeling. Absolutely do not relate to them how you got to a conclusion, what you're feeling about something. Leave them guessing about what you're feeling about something by throwing those emotions around and then just letting them linger in the air. And then don't explain yourself. And all of this is great because then the other person is going to have to do so much work to figure out what you're thinking, what your logic is, figure out what you're feeling. And they're going to try and work so hard to figure all of that out that that means you won't have to do any work on that part of yourself at all. You won't have to figure out how to explain it to them. And that's awesome for you because you absolutely do not want to have to engage in any work, good God, to um, try and relate to these other people in your life. That would be like too much ownership over yourself. You don't actually want that at all. So if you just don't do anything, they'll keep doing all of the work and that works out well for you. So that's number seven. Leave them guessing on what you're thinking and feeling. Like, don't engage with them about it. Number eight, assure yourself that you are fine just the way you are and that it's the other people who have the issues. They're the ones who are, God, they just keep getting in the way. They keep wanting these extra things. I don't know what their problem is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the way that you are and the way that I am. And why does anybody need to work on themselves or change? Like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Like, I don't relate to you at all. I'm fine. Number nine on how to make a person codependent is create disasters and major mistakes. Um, and sure, lots of people do that, but your ed extra added step um, in doing this in your life and in your family is that like, don't do anything to fix them. Just create these disasters. Like don't show up for work a bunch of times and make it so that like, maybe you'll get fired from your job, but then your partner will step in and like, just phone you in sick. So you don't have to do anything to fix your messes, like create emotional disasters with other people and they will just figure it out. Like create literal chores at home with your messes and then just other people will clean them up for you um, because it gets in their way too. And then it will get to the point where they can't tolerate it. So if you can just like outlast them with how irritating something is, or you actually just don't care, if they care more than you care about this disaster that you've created, then um, they'll actually work on fixing it and you won't have to. Um, so in the end, it's not really a disaster for you 
because it's going to get solved anyway. It's just that their tolerance level is, like, really low. They, like, get all amped up about these things so fast, and so then they go and fix them, and then you don't have to, and it's great. And also, I mean, it makes it seem like you're in control, but actually you look helpless. So that's cool, because you're actually, like, guiding what's happening, but you look like you're not doing anything at all. And so everyone thinks that you really are helpless, you know, back to one of the earlier statements. But you're controlling everything by just doing nothing. It's great. It drives them crazy, and it totally makes them codependent. Because they keep coming back to take care of you in hopes that you'll get better. <sighs> okay, number 10. Be oblivious to the needs of the people around you. Just, like, don't notice what they need when they try and communicate with you. Like, um, don't understand it. And absolutely don't try and learn about, like, psychology or human behavior or relationships or communication. Because that would make you less oblivious. And you don't want to have any more knowledge than you do about any of those things. Because then you might actually have to, like, take responsibility for yourself. And I don't even understand what I just said. Responsibility for yourself? Like, pff, never mind. Number 11. When someone else is experiencing hardship, like, this is really important. When someone else is experiencing a hardship um, in your inner circle of people, like your immediate family or closest friends, whatever, right after it happens, don't give them any comfort. Just kind of, like, be terse about it, be flippant about it. Um, don't be there for them because people, like, freak the fuck out about that. They Apparently, it, like, creates trauma or something. I don't know. I didn't read a lot about it. It was just something I heard somewhere from somebody that sounded like they knew what was up and it stuck in my head, but I didn't bother to learn any more about it because who would want to learn more about that? But apparently, it really messes people up to not comfort them after they have a really bad experience. So absolutely, just, like, leave people alone when they have bad shit going on because they'll just figure it out on their own. Number 12, um, act and talk like you love someone, but then definitely leave them in a lurch. And this is related to the last one. So, like, you can act sweet, but then not follow through on help being helpful. You can act loving, um, but then don't follow through on major behaviors that are loving. Um, and then, the, the, like, the goal of that is they get confused. Because, so they stay around because you say the right things and you do some pretty simplistic things correctly behaviorally, but then like when you don't have to do anything hard because now you've told them that you love them and you're kind of acting like it, but when the really big stuff happens, you don't have to be there for them and do any of that hard work because that shit's confusing anyway, right? You don't want to do that. So then just... Don't do any of that hard stuff, but make it sound like you're going to. And then they start to question themselves rather than deciding that they can't trust you. So they'll still trust you because, you know, you keep saying the right things. But they'll question their own gut. They'll start wondering if they're the one that, that is messed up. And th they can deal with that and then you don't have to. Whew. Okay, number 13. Um... When they're a kid and you're the adult, so this is in that situation, like, 
leave stuff that the adult should be doing for the kid. And that could be like basic stuff like chores, but also it could be like really big things like bills or like that thing that I said about leaving your emotions around and not dealing with them. You can just leave that stuff for the kids too. Um, and then number 14, oh God, those people that suggest you should really learn more about communication. Or maybe they say, you're an awful communicator. Oh God. Or like, you know, you might really want to improve your self-care or you should go to a therapist or your mental health really needs some help. And maybe people say it nicely and some people say it sternly. And when people are tired of you, they kind of yell it at you. But definitely don't do any of that. Blame them all. Um, turn the tables on them, play mind games, and just know that it's all them and that it's not you. Don't listen to any of that. And then lastly, the number 15, um, do all of this stuff while someone's a kid. And if some of it sounds more like stuff that would happen between adults, just like augment it to be a kid situation and basically, like, do all of this stuff when a person is a kid and they're totally going to become codependent because they don't know any better. Like, obviously, you need to be raising the kid for this to work. Um, or, yeah, you pretty much need to be raising them, but you can also really mess them up into becoming codependent if you spend a lot of time with them or if you're a parent to them and you behave in this way, but they're living with the other parent most of the time, but you still do this stuff, you could still um, turn them into somebody who's codependent, even if you're only with them a few days a month. It, it, can really, um, it can really work out for you. So then you could just have the other parent be parenting most of the time if you're not like in a relationship with that parent, but then you just have them on the weekends or whatever, and then just still do all this stuff and you can still make them codependent, even though the other parent is doing like everything to the T the way that society says you should or whatever, or the professionals. So these are the tips on how to make a person codependent. They're really awesome. Oops, sorry. I just hit my microphone while I was moving my papers. Sorry. So, okay, I'm going to, like, leave that character now because it was starting to feel pretty grody to me at the end. I just really got into that mental space of, like, kind of screwing people over and leaving people behind. Um, so let me know your thoughts on it. Let me know what it brought up for you. Um, let me know, like I said at the beginning, if you can think of some that I didn't list because, again, not a complete list. I'm totally curious what ones you came up with. And then if something really like kind of connected for you in your brain. I'd love to hear about it because gosh, you guys, when you guys make connections about yourselves and understand your own life more, I get so excited for you. Like I want to hear them. I imagine like I do that like excited, happy, clappy person thing. Like, yay. I, I totally do that. <sighs> well, um, I hope this was helpful for you. And at this point I'm just rambling but you're amazing and wonderful. You've come farther than you think that you have. And you're probably going to go a lot farther than you could imagine. Keep working on yourself. And my dear, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 
338-038-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.